Anthony for three. Welcome! Happy Halloween, everybody. This is the Maggot Nick Show. I'm Cat. That's Dog. We're here to give you all the Nick's news all the damn time. Check us out on Instagram at Maggot Nick Show. Apologies, my pause couldn't get to you in time. <laughs> Since what we the- last spoke, the New York Knicks went three and two. Winners three of three two? straight. Can you guys believe it? I I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, especially coming off the zero and three start. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. KP saw a lot of fire. we saw a lot of exciting things, and KP is truly turning into one of those special, special NBA talents. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Speaking of our young talent, uh, he's really been turning it up as well. Had a huge fourth quarter against the Denver Nuggets. We will be covering that game in the next segment. We've got a really exciting show. Again, I want to wish everyone a happy and safe Halloween. I feel like Shawn Michaels uh, with the hair, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, Lita. <laughs> 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 ben Lyons is on the show, everybody. Longtime entertainment reporter, movie critic, and uh, of course, diehard Nick fan. Manhattan Shout out to native. Ben. Shout out to Ben. We'll have that interview coming up. We got a lot of Nick stuff to cover. As I mentioned, Man. we will be talking about that Denver game. Dude, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Most importantly, all of our segments are important, but one thing we had to address. The New York Knicks the other week released a video on halal versus chopped cheese, and half the players didn't know what the heck that was. Thoroughly disappointed as a fellow New Yorker cat. As native New Yorkers, man, we didn't have that trouble. Yo, the cats and dogs out here even know what the hell chopped cheese is. Come on, Knicks players. Anyway, we break that down for you. You're going to want to stick around for that. And then, of course, we're going to delve into the Young Core Diaries, following the young players, our young core, so to say, through the entire season. Um, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover, and Cat and Dog will be here the whole time. Most of the time. It, it is a little bit warm in here, um, but in the meantime, guys, stick around. We got a fun show. Let's kick it off. Super fun. You don't want to miss this. All righty, guys. So let's break this down for you. The Knicks, of course, coming off a three-game winning streak. A Woo. lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Before we jump into that, though. Um, as you notice, usually we got all five cast members here. A couple yeah. of them couldn't be here. Um, uh, we just want to send our thoughts and prayers to uh, Steph and Pete, man. Handling some family business. Yeah. Nick's we'll family's here soon. with you. Absolutely. Um, but in the meantime, Nick's coming off a three-game win streak. Man. Excited about that. Uh, most recently, they played the Denver Nuggets. Beat them 116-110. Got a little bit dicey at the end. We got a little bit too in the close. first half, though. Oh, my God. The we defense, dropped 65 points first half. The defense was unlike anything I had ever seen in a New York And then it was something form. like we have seen. Yeah. <laughs> Typical third, third quarter. Third quarter pretty much just broken down for us. Oh, man. Um, KP had the game high 38 points. That's a career high for KP as well. He had a career high? What? Had a career high. We all predicted that, didn't we? We did. We absolutely did. 
Uh, Enos Kanter chipped in with 12 and 9. Uh, Jared Jack, he did his thing, not scoring wise, but once again continues to f facilitate. Wait, before before we finish that, man, Jared Jack at one point uh, up until the uh, second half, he had 23 assists and three turnovers in the three games he started. That's, That's impressive, big. That's man. big. Um, and we haven't had a point guard like that yeah. <laughs> in a very long time. I was looking at you, D Rose. I was. <laughs> I was, I was thrilled um, to see that the New York Knicks had this type of play in them. For the first time in a long time, I feel like I'm seeing basketball. I feel like I'm seeing basketball that's not the Knicks. I feel like I'm seeing like real you know, teams, <laughs> nationally televised basketball games. That I'm jealous of seeing all the time. So um, overall, this game, of course, the defense kind of slipped away once once Denver turned up their defense in the third quarter. But the New York Knicks, and they proved this in the Cleveland Cavaliers game as well. They are re resilient. They the came, resiliency. They, they lost the lead, and then they just kept fighting and pushing that lead even further up to 10 points and continued from there on forward. The they, Cavs game as well. The Cavs brought it to within six. The Knicks pulled away. Before we get into that, man, the resiliency, I want to talk about that. Um, as far as what they did in the Nuggets game, they lost that lead purely off defense and turnovers. We turned the ball over way too much, but Tim Hardaway came in and scored the 11, I believe the 11 straight points 11 for them, right? For Tim and we didn't see him after that. Well, we didn't see him touch the ball in the beginning of the game. We didn't see him touch know. the ball at the very end of the game. I think rotations is a problem. We're going to get to that in just the a interesting bit. interesting thing about that, though, is I brought a little gift because I had to shout my man, Tim Hardaway he Jr. He bought this out. yesterday. Yeah, I've had this since he first joined the Knicks. But uh, it's interesting you mentioned that he didn't touch the ball uh, before that or after those 11, to, uh, 11 straight points. The night before against the Cavs, he put up 34 points to KP's 32, man. Yep. What'd you think about that performance? That was phenomenal. Um, it's it's the type of reason why we brought Tim Hardaway here. It's the type of reason why we're paying him $70 million. To do just that, it's take the shots with confidence. That's the main thing. I didn't have a problem with his first three games, even though he went, you know, a horrendous shooting percentage, but he kept shooting those shots. Yeah. And that's better. That That's what I like to see. Confidence is key for Tim. Absolutely. Specifically with the Nuggets game, again, I got to put some blame on Hornacek here because... A, the rotations are still a little bit wonky. Coming off a of back-to-back, maybe I can understand, but things are yeah. still a little bit confusing. I don't understand why Lance Thompson didn't really play a whole lot when he is def very defensive-minded. Beasley he did the had defense. to sit down, man. Beasley did have to sit down. I didn't, I didn't see the real value in him. But then just drawing up the plays in the fourth quarter, when a guy shoots uh, for 11 straight points and he doesn't touch the ball again, that I have a problem with. Of course we won the game though. Not just not touching the ball, it didn't seem like any plays were being called for Tim Hardaway, which brings me back to what you said with Jeff Hornacek placing a little blame on him. I wanna know, are there any plays in the playbook for Tim Hardaway Jr. that he can call, do you think? No, it's a good, good question. Um, I think Tim Hardaway is such a versatile scorer that he can slash to the basket, he can rise high, he yeah. can also shoot from far out. If there aren't any plays in there, there certainly should be some now, man. There, Jeff, yeah, get to absolutely. work. <laughs> uh, so 10, 10 games in a row, I think, we lost to Cleveland until we right. finally beat them. I believe three seasons, right? I want to talk quickly about that game. Oh, my goodness, um, man. I know the Cavs are riding low right now. National television highlights will damn. show you that the Cavs had the problem, not that the Knicks were pretty good, even though they beat the high-scoring team the game before in the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. 
Credit to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't want to take anything away from them because we beat them, obviously. <laughs> Little but, brothers. Exactly. Ah. And then we turn around, we beat Cleveland. This game against the Nuggets, the reason why they showed me that these two past two games were not a fluke was because I agree. this game had L written all over. This had Nick's L written all over it. Big time. And then what happened? KP drops 38, Tim Got Hardaway comes in the clutch. And shout out to Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, KO has been doing his thing. A very uh, underrated performance. Absolutely. We're, we'll get into Enos Kanter with the with the Young Core Diaries and a couple other players. Really quickly, man. Um, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. But the thing that is amazing to me, right? Um, Cavs game. Can we just roll that clip really quickly of what happened the last time the Cavs played the Knicks? Ah, the water bottle, huh? They weren't doing that too much, were they? Nah, man, we flipped them. We should have just threw a bunch of water bottles onto the court like, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm glad to see we got the revenge. Um, so that's going to sum it up. Leave us a line in the comments. Let us know what you thought about this three-game win streak. The Rockets game probably just happened too, so bear bear with us in terms of scheduling time. We want to know what you guys thought about this young core, how Jeff Hornacek's playing his rotations and that defense. Stay tuned, guys. we got a great show for you tonight. Indeed. Let's kick it off to our special guest. Welcome back to the Mad Good Nick Show. I'm Far. That's TK. Of course, special guest, Ben Lyons is in the house, everybody. Ooh, still on one. The Knicks won yes. a game. Oh, the Knicks yes. Won a game. Yeah. We, got, we have Knicks to mention won. this. We, we have to mention this. The one game that you come. You're an L.A. guy right now, yeah. but the one game that you came for, the Knicks won. Guess so. I mean, I hope I'm. I hope I'm not the good luck charm. I think I'm only going to like eight uh, games. We're not. Here. We're not letting you leave, <laughs> so, man. We're not. Nick's gonna make a playoff run if you're at every game. Oh man, so, that was fun the other night. I don't care. It's Brooklyn. Anytime you get a win in the Garden on a Friday night, we've all left that building so oh, many man. Friday nights depressed. Oh my god. Angry. <laughs> we had a Trey Burke buzzer beater for the Jazz one year. You know, so many nights, and just to actually <laughs> see them win a basketball game. Such, I'm still on not only win, but they later. they played they really, really well. well. The defense sure. was there which we haven't seen in about a year and a half. You talk about Frank and little Frank side. We huh? absolutely can. I, I want to get into, A, I, the fans are probably wondering what's going on with this situation right now. We haven't talked about it yet, but anytime that I bring a guest on, they have to fight me. Um, fight. Obviously, I lost this time. Ben's here. So. Dude, players play. My high school basketball coach, shout out to Ray Volkel, said players play. And the fact you're doing the show in a sling, we all appreciate it. I appreciate that, Ben. So thanks for coming on. Um, I want to get to know a little bit more about your your fanhood. You were born, raised in Manhattan. Now you're out in LA, but you still seem to be a Nick fan. Through all that suffering, why? Yeah, why, Ben? Know, it's, it's you, you have the opportunity that we don't have right now. <laughs> we're, we're still here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't have a choice. I'll tell you one thing. I mean, LA is really a city of a lot of migrants. Sure, there are people right. who are born and raised in LA, but people come from all over the world to mm -hmm. pursue their dreams, have a new lease on life. And when you show up in town, Laker fan, you can just walk into that. True. You know what I mean? That's one of those. Be a Clipper fans. fan. They need they need a couple yeah, more. They need all the support. Absolutely. <laughs> so when when I first moved to LA and the Clippers had Al Thornton and you know Barron was down there and all those guys like yeah we'd go to a ton of Clipper games because they're cheap and they were terrible but I'm gonna sit there and actually pretend to like care about Lloyd Vaughts, call that history or old and oh, I don't care. I'm a Nick fan. I grew up here in New York. Um, obviously, like you know, a lot of you guys probably '90s Knicks and the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know. Nowhere to go but up. And what's so funny is as down as the Knicks have been the last couple years, 18 years or whatever, they're not nearly as bad as they were when they had Michael Doliak and oh. Shandon Anderson and Othella Harrington and Howard Isley and 
those like some names those guys i don't understand my wife's from utah so now there's a nicks utah connection or in a sec mm. right but why do we get all these dudes from utah like these hats shandon anderson yeah. doliak Van horn like what is the nicks what is the pipeline of talent those teams were so bad mike sweetney was drafted those teams were awful Anything's better than that. The I talent guess. on the team was bad, but I mean, I gotta disagree with you. The Phil Jackson era was horrendous. <laughs> you know why? Because it wasn't only what happened on the basketball yeah. court. We did a season recap last episode, two minute quick basketball, recap. Yeah. 50% of things were not basketball related whatsoever. Right. Knicks are the only franchise yep. where that happens. You have an entertainment background. Right. Uh, we, we all know that. So could you see covering the Knicks as just purely entertainment Shed some light reporter? on the, the entertainment aspect for me. I, uh, like Farrah said, I'm not quite sure why the Knicks get polarized so much as far as off the court. You know, like, their play on the court is terrible as it is, but off the court, man, like, it's just as horrendous. Well, we're going to be sitting on a porch 70 years from now, God willing, right? And I'm, like, I'm going to sit there and be like, you remember that one Nick year where Joe Kim Noah got suspended, Phil Jackson said LeBron had a posse, Carmelo <laughs> uh, went AWOL, Derrick Rose went AWOL. AP was Carmelo about to be traded. And, oh, yeah, Charles Oakley got arrested. Like, uh, dragged metal through the mud. That's literally the craziest season of all time in any sport ever. Yep. So there's always going to be drama in New York. It's a big market, big stage. And I think there's definitely a feeling around the league and around the country and around the basketball conversation of like, ha ha, you guys stink. You spend all that money and you still stink. Yeah, but, I think right? we're laughing. No one's stuff, rooting yeah. for us. We don't have like the Cubs thing of, oh, they haven't won forever. If they could just figure it out, they'd be America's team. <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit. The young talent that the Knicks have. Frank in particular. You were there in person for his first real full game that he got about 20 or so minutes. What'd you think? Long. His arms are long, little deflections here and there, just making guys uncomfortable. Um, I thought he played within himself. I yeah. thought he looked good. Um, it's funny, I went to that Nike uh, jersey unveiling event in um, LA where they all yeah. lined up yeah, and they yeah, all yeah. like awkwardly came out like robots. Like, um. It was super cool, but <laughs> Frank was there representing the Knicks and he was on the end of the line and everyone was there to talk to Paul George and Blake Griffin right. and all these guys. And like, I'm the only one that's like, oh shit, oh shit. Frank's <laughs> kind of like, like mad nervous. I walk over and I'm just sitting there. He's so young. 19 yeah. years old yeah. and he looks like not a day like a over baby. 15, right. you know? So I thought he looked really good the other night. He played within himself and, and KP said he's going to have those those kind of like Rondo triple doubles, triple doubles yeah, and stuff. Sure. I could totally see that. Same, I agree. You have 11 and 12. I'm with that. Almost like a, I mean, not Ron Harper, but the way that, that bigger yeah. point guard who can play defense. And, I was going to say. Yeah, I thought he did a really nice job the other night, so we'll see. You've got that exposure to the West Coast, um, specifically the Lakers, who seem to be going through that rebuild the same time that the Knicks started roughly three years ago. And I can't help but say that they look like they're in much better shape. Absolutely. Why does that happen, man? Like, was think about it. In the last, what, five years, how many top seven draft picks have the Knicks had? What, two, right. right? Right. The Lakers have had four in the top seven, including three number twos in a row. Yeah. So you just, all of a sudden, and they do such a good job of getting late value out of guys. Kuzma, yeah. Josh Hart, Zubat, all these yep. Larry Clarkson. Mans, Clarkson. You know, the Knicks tried that with Clay Anthony Early, who I loved. I love Clay oh, Anthony man. Early, but 
you know, it just didn't work out. So yeah. I think they've done a really good job. No bad contracts well, except for Dang now. They got rid of Moskov deal. Was, and it's got a lot of young dudes, and now you just kind of sit back and let it grow. Billy seems like a steal. I know we, we traded for him uh, via the Sixers, but yeah, he for seems to be a great, rookie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's I, going from, on with that from, situation? From Instagram, it seemed like he went to a lot of great European weddings this summer. Dude! <laughs> Yo! Right. We've been talking about this Yo, for the longest. Which is so cool because American weddings usually, like, they kind of peter out around midnight. Right. You know, the venue, noise ordinance or uh, something. Right. Well, those Willie Hernan Gomez weddings in Europe go to like six in the morning. They like <laughs> Which watch is fantastic the sunrise to and see. like bring another meal out. It's it was amazing. It's fantastic to see, but then you have KP posting him working out all summer long. And I see, you know, Billy's you know, on a yacht with, with Ricky Rubio, Rubio down <laughs> in beers. Tattoo. I'm like, yeah, that's cool though. I would love to join you. But KP is, you know, making sure that he is truly the face of the franchise. Absolutely. No, but I, I like Willie Hernan Gomez. Why, why didn't he play the other night? Like, why isn't he play? That's your Utah guy. It's uh, Jeff Hornacek, who, for whatever reason, does not think that he's conditioned enough. And again, by observing his Instagram this past summer, I wouldn't put but it can past Can I be completely him. honest with you? I think it may be a little bit of a personal issue. There has to be something going on there because his, to his defense, he was saying that, you know, it's defense. Sure, it may be defense. He may be a revolving door at times. Cancer ain't no But cancer is no defending You know what I mean? There's no reason that Billy should be getting 10 minutes a night. I mean, come on. So I think there has to be something personal. Maybe. There. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of redundant in that position, right? With True. Kylo Quinn, mm. Cancer. Don't Willie. forget our boy Joe Keem uh, coming back in Yo, 10 games. God. Yeah, seriously. Hell's Kitchen stand Yo, up. Yo, collegiate poly prep. Oh, greatest rivalry in all basketball. Oh, yeah. I was so lucky I was a senior. Were you there for that? You were there for that. I was a senior in high school when he was in eighth grade. Okay, so gotcha. Okay, all I'm right. Really, I'm really happy uh, I didn't get to handle that. Right. But, man, he's just getting checks. Huh? I, How does he go to Courtney Lee's Ted Baker fashion event on Thursday night? And then he's not even on the bench Friday. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. I don't know if he's allowed. Uh, he's suspended, oh, he's suspended for drug use. Right? Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. Just like he can't be anywhere. Twelve public games. Any other teams. Yeah, he can't. Um, Ted Baker of fashion events in New York. That's totally okay. That's the, how many guys have come into the Garden and are just Nick killers from other teams. Oh, Paul Pierce, well, or, not. you know what I mean? There's so many dudes. So. Or the no-names as well. Yeah. That's, that's what really upsets me. They career have career highs. highs. Right, right. So, yeah. No disrespect to you, Raymond Felton. I know that was a tough season. <laughs> how does like, Melo feel about having to play more basketball with Raymond Felton? Like, how does that work out in his life? <laughs> This is fourth stint with Raymond yeah, Belton, I think. I think he'll 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 be okay with that as long as he gets to play with the reigning MVP. First it was Jr. He was trying to duck Jr. Now it's Felton. I mean, come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> let's let's take a quick break. We're gonna have another segment in between. We'll be back with more Ben Lyons uh, right after this. Yo. So the Knicks did something interesting the other day. They introduced the conversation of chopped cheese and halal, which are two New York staples. Oh yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Look. So I was a little bit disappointed, more than disappointed, that half of these players actually did not know what the hell they were being asked. Well, listen, being a native New Yorker, not knowing what our native food is kind of crushed me. But I will say this, on the Knicks, they did interview some native New Yorkers as well. And they still had no idea what the hell the food was. LT, Kyle Quinn. They're probably from 11th Avenue. So, with that said, let's just watch the video. Knicks don't lie. Halal or chopped cheese. What's the, what's the meaning of that? What did you say? A who? Who? Kalal or chopped cheese? Kalal, bro, for real. Halal or chopped cheese? Joe Kim, come on, dude. What's that? 
What was the first one? Hello? Ron Baker, think about Adele. Hello? I heard about the top cheese sandwich every day. I was in Brooklyn. My man, Billy, you in Brooklyn. I need to learn what those are. By my reaction, you could tell I don't know anything about them, and I'm lactose intolerant, so I stay away from cheese. <laughs> Courtney Lee, ain't nobody you know giving damn lactose intolerant. it up bro. in practice, bro. Like, what is special about it? What is a halal? I would put halal for for sure. I respect Cantor. He he knew he went exactly for the halal. Late night, I haven't tried the halal because one time I did, the truck was closed, and another time. The line was just too long, so I guess I'm gonna go chop cheese because I had that before. You lying, bro. Yeah. Oh, Quinn lying. probably still got some in the freaking beard. Ooh, Omar is a chopped cheese guy. Chopped cheese for sure. I tasted it. It tastes like a cheese sandwich. This is, this is, this is. You ain't taste shit, don't taste like a cheese sandwich, Beasley. You lying, bro. Hulog. You know, I never heard of hulog, but I guess me being in New York, I got to do some homework on, on hulog. How come you just can't say truck food? Oh, I was saying it wrong. Hurrah. Hulog. Hurrah. 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 Sound like Scooby-Doo, yeah. right? Yeah. Hurrah. Hurrah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Man, listen. So the, the Knicks don't lie, but they should have. Because you look stupid. All right, I'm highly disappointed in this. Again, so third time watching it. I think we need to do a proper food review. We actually have food here in front of us. And some real New Yorkers, not from 11th Ave, will go ahead and describe this to you. Shall we? Here we have chopped cheese. Let's show the audience. Jay, you get a, you get tra a half. Tra traditionally, oh God. it usually comes yeah. in a hero. Chopped but cheese it's here. so good, they ran out and they had to do it on a roll for us. He's lying, we were on a budget, so we just gotta roll. All right. You ready to take this first bite? Let's do it. We've had many of these. Cheers. Mm. You know what? This is the New York Philly cheesesteak here. I'm a little bit disappointed because one of the interns ordered this for the show and I don't like tomatoes, and I don't like lettuce in my chopped cheese. I like to keep it just nice and simple. Just get the chopped cheese, you get the cheese, you go ahead and you get the meat grounded up, you get some onions as well, the mayonnaise, the ketchup, and that's it. Oh, he's bugging. Let me tell you, this ground beef. Ground right? beef. Something like that. Oh, let's hope just so. chopped up, just chopped up. Do that again? Chopped up, just chopped up. I ain't never seen nothing chopped like that in my life, but we just gonna roll with it. He doesn't go out much, it's fine. Right. Just Neither does he. <laughs> so, ground beef, a little bit of cheese, ground beef all chopped up, the hand motion and all that. Got some tomato, lettuce in here, onions, the good stuff. And um, I'm pretty hungry right now, so this is pretty tasty, I can't even lie. And also, this is not costly. I think this only costs, what, $4? No more than five. 4.50. 4.50 on average. This is the prime meal for after 2 a.m., especially when you're leaving the club here in the city. You want something to hit home, to solidify your stomach from all that alcohol, you're gonna grab a chopped cheese. So, let's get into uh, the other meal that we have here. New York, right here, bang! We got halal. So. Did we get a plate for you? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, it's right there. Oh, this is my plate. Nah, this is awkward. Don't make me do something on camera. Oh, we still rolling? Yeah. So, what? go ahead, let's describe here. We have shredded chicken. 
We have a little bit of lamb as well. Lamb and chicken. We have tomatoes, lettuce, and pita bread. Oh wait, also, we do have some of the rice. It's gonna be under, as you can see. Now, we're gonna give you the secret recipe. My man. Some like of us like it with white sauce, not everybody. Everybody like it with white sauce. Yeah, you're right. Everybody. A little so, white sauce, a little hot sauce, a little Not even a little. Sauce. Usually you take the whole pack and just spread it nice. So, I'm about to bless it right now. Here we go, here we go. Here we go with the white sauce. The white sauce. I'm Behind. sorry, I don't know about y'all, but I'm really hungry. Behind uh, halal food as well, usually the meat itself, um, it's procured differently than uh, other meats from our understanding. Um, so it's blessed and it has, you know, all those sorts of things behind it. It's slaughtered it. differently. It's slaughtered, I mean, halal technically means just like animal slaughtered by throat. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. My agent told me I wouldn't have to share a platter. Damn intern again. It's a little dry without the white sauce, let's yeah. be honest. You gotta mix it up. I definitely feel that way with the lamb. hot sauce here too. Throw that shit only in your section. I'm throwing it in every section. The hot sauce is really hot, by the way. But, um, yeah, native New Yorkers know all about this stuff, and if you don't, we don't consider you a real New Yorker. This was um, a food review segment done by True New Yorkers, eating True New York food. What? What? It was a food review? Yeah, it was a food review. I thought the interns were just bringing us lunch. Nah, man. Wait, we were actually supposed to be reviewing this? I know, and all you did was just want to eat. Bro, I was told the interns brought us lunch. You know what? I'm out of here. Bruh. I'm out of here. Nick, catch you guys later. Get that win. It's been Halal. Eat some food. Chop cheese. New York. Chop J. Stand up. Talal. Uh, here. Uh. We out this bitch. Welcome to another edition of Young Core Diaries, where we Back, recap baby. the entire Young Core, at least the most important ones in our mind uh, thus far this season. We got a Young Core. Oh, do we now? I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty pumped. Frank Nila Kina. Let's do Nila it. Nila Kina. First man who ever pronounced his name right here, C.K. Alexander. All right, so uh, yeah, Frank. Yeah, I know my bet. <laughs> Didn't we mean to give the whole like name. <laughs> so Frank, uh, he was injured the first few games. The last time we spoke, we weren't really able to talk about him, but now we see what Frank has to offer. Oh man! Averaging over the last three games, uh, the three-game win streak at least, he's about 18 minutes a game, six points, three assists, two rebounds. Main thing. Defense and court vision. Yeah, bro. During that Cavs game, he was giving Dwayne Wade fits. And it was awesome to see. Those stats <laughs> don't even tell the story. Like Not at said. all. Not at all. I think the court vision with Frank Nielakina is something that went way underrated yeah. um, through the draft. I think he's got some of the best court vision that we've seen in a very long time, especially for the New York Knicks. Mm -hmm. Amongst the rookies, I mean, he's definitely up there in at least top three in terms of court vision. What do we got with our boy Tim Hardy? <sighs> Man, as you guys know, I've been a huge advocate of Tim Hardaway. I think I say it. Bought that jersey times. yesterday. Yep, we already went over that. <sighs> yeah, it was on sale. But I love you anyway, Tim. <laughs> uh, I think I, I mentioned it several times on this episode. But uh, Timmy, man, let's talk about what he's done the past three games, right? We have he's averaging 37 minutes a night. 
So he's playing majority of the game. Yep. You know, it's big time. Good to see. He's averaging earning that, earning that paycheck. Points. 19 points, man. You hear that? Over over the winning streak, 19 points. That's big time. And he had some pretty bad shooting games. Too. I'd like to see if we can get some of our statisticians to pull us up where that ranks among shooting guards in the NBA. Oh, Nine, yeah. 19 points per game. 19 points per game. He's averaging eight three attempts per game. Result, what I he's like to shooting see. 45% from field goal, 36% from three, and 84% from the free throw line. It's great to see him coming around. Dude, I think he's coming around, but he's not seeing the ball enough. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. And I know a lot of you guys came down pretty hard on Tim Hardaway Jr. Once he had that big contract? Yeah, that too. But early in the season, you know, he was shooting a lot of shots and he was bricking a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But the, the biggest thing is I finally feel like he's adjusting to playing alongside Courtney Lee, who plays the same position. They're both two guards. Don't get it twisted. I know they slot him over the small forward, but they're both traditional two guards. I think he's finally coming around and getting adjusted. I'd like to see Jeff and uh, more players call his number. I'd like to see that too. I want to see the ball in his hands. I want to see him shooting shots continuously. He's um, big time for us, Continuing man. with the young core, Ennis Cantor, the 25-year-old Turkish man. Woo. Man, child. Man, he's been dominating he's the paint. I love, I love, love, love to see it. So here's what he's been doing in 23 minutes. 14 points, 9 rebounds, almost a double-double, but he's shooting 60% from the field. I said this sometime last year, and I'll stick to it. With Kristaps Porzingis not having a fully refined post-game, Enos yeah. Kanter is the perfect complement for him. Oh, man. Grabbing up all the boards, the offensive rebounding. I think he's got some of the best offensive footwork in the NBA for centers. Top I think for sure. Absolutely. It's very hard to argue that. Um, but Enos Kanter is going to continue to grow. The best part about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Enos Kanter, their biggest deficiencies is defense. Yeah. But the team, when they play defense, that is definitely dampered in terms of their defensive their defensive deficiencies. Let's talk about our guy KP. Do I have to, man? I think KP's play self explanatory. For itself, man. Um, first Nick this in history guy. to do four three thirty point games within the first five. Now it's uh, uh, five thirty point games. Amazing. In the first six. Listen. Far and I were both in agreement that we didn't think KP was ready to take over as the face of the franchise for Melo. Boy, were we wrong. We were, man. He's making making us eat our words. Oh, absolutely. He's averaging 33 points in this three-game win streak. Impressive. Nine rebounds. Get that. Something that we didn't think he would do. Gotta love the yet. rebounds. Shout out Jay. He loves those rebounds. Oh, man, does he? Look at some of these clips, man. And while we go over some of those clips, let me just say that he's been averaging three blocks per game as well. So not only is he putting up the points, he's the leader, he's rebounding, and he's still protecting the paint, man. Two quick notes. One, he hasn't even hit his stride with a three-pointer yet. Not even. We know what he can do with the three-pointer. He can go off for five, six a game in a row Especially if he, he can wants hit from half court. Yes. <laughs> he did that. He did that as well. And then on top of that, I, I think that the, the foul trouble, that's the biggest oh key goodness. out of all this. The thing that's been holding KP back from just scoring a yeah. lot the past two years has been the foul trouble. So with the, uh, with the Nuggets games, that's the closest he's ever gotten to fouling out this season so far with five fouls. But he played through it. And we boy... Seen. Boy, was Millsap put on the fucking grinder. Eight points, man. Oh, and my Millsap God. Fouled out. And Millsap and fouled out. Millsap, fouled Millsap out. was pissed. How's that for a turn of events? Indeed. KP even has a signature move now. 
this back down fadeaway, money. This, I've seen him hit it over two players, three players. He, dude, he can shoot this in his sleep, man. This is what the young core is about, seeing Finally. these players grow like this. Dude, we absolutely pumped. love it. We'll be here all season covering all this young core season. in the Young Core Diaries. Make Into sure you check season. us out. Um, drop a line below if you guys think that any other young stud on this team deserves a shout out or some hate. Let us know. Let's kick it off to the next segment. The other way. I was telling you the other way. So Phil used to live in in my parents' building in New York. Ah. So I had uh, the door ding bit. dong ditch. Yeah, yeah. That's totally uh, for the draft. Please draft Justice Winslow and put it under the door. We wanted to. Yeah. God, thank God he didn't listen to me. Oh, uh, to God. Phil's credit, I think that's one thing that he did properly, which yes. was draft yeah. KP, Billy, and Frank, and and, 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 and Dave. That and happened too. That happened too. And trade, the trades were just horrendous. But he also drafted Damian Dotson, who I think will be like, a oh, sharp shooter. Was like, can we throw Jay Crowder in the mix? He's like, no, I'm good. No, yeah, no, forget I it. insist. <laughs> I insist. Keep him. You, so you you were at the game with your dad. Yeah, to my um, dad to the game. He's Red Sox. Yeah, out. yeah. What's up with that, man? How Life how dare Sox you? Born and raised in New York City. He question. Uh, he quotes a philosopher. How did that happen? The heart has reason that reason itself knows nothing about. It's something larger in the cosmos. He's a, a diehard Red Sox fan. I've never been more proud of my father than when they won the World Series in 03. Uh, and he got a shout out on SportsCenter that night. Did he? Right. Congratulations, That's... Red Sox Nation. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Stephen King, Jeffrey Lyons. This night's for you. We were sitting there. I was like, oh. We're going to we're gonna cut that part out because. As well. He yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a film critic for many years. But his best friend is Joe Castiglione, who's the Red Sox right. radio announcer. And my dad speaks fluent Spanish from That's traveling right. with bullfighters when yeah. he was a kid. No big deal. Man in the world. Um, so uh, he speaks fluent Spanish. So with his friend Yuri Berenger, who does the Spanish games for the Red Sox, he can go on there and Lasimiento when it's dry, he can do the whole thing. Yeah. So, so your dad is a, is a Red Sox fan. You're a Nick fan, and then when you go into baseball, football, and other sports, things get a little bit wonky. Yeah, you know, Eagles. The, 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 the Eagles thing came from growing up, looking up to my dad. The out of town thing, you know, was such a part of his life, and I wanted to be like him. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it for football, and I fell in love with Randall Cunningham. Well, you guys are too young to really oh, we know. We remember. Oh, yeah. So I just love Randall. So that was a, and, and the birds gave me a lot of good football, you know, from Donovan McNabb to, you know, even Wentz now. Like, they, they're Andy Reid had him in the NFC Championship. Mm -hmm. So I'm an Eagles fan. But then moved to L.A. and really got into the Dodgers because the Red Sox, it was such my dad's thing growing up that it was always, and I liked the Bash Brothers and I liked Frank Thomas as a kid. And then I fell out of love with baseball for a long time. But when you got to... Dodger Stadium, you see the palm trees and the sun setting out there and Vince Scully. I was speaking up congrats. Sorry, Wait, how did how did you fall into the Knicks if if you wanted just, to be so just growing up here in New York and, and and you know you gotta remember technology back in 1988, 89, 90, it's not like you got a ton of games. Like you watch the MSG game and the national game on Sunday on NBC and that You weren't on Twitter it. then? Yeah, I wasn't on no? Twitter. Right. <laughs> wasn't on Twitter then. It's funny talking to some of the older guys, um, and like I old school Isaiah Thomas, he's we had Twitter, I would have been tweeting everyone, hey, we're coming to your city and I'm gonna take your mother home. Oh, like just like man. he's like Isaiah's like, we would have gone in on each other. Really <laughs> Outside of the garden. No, but that's the thing with Isaiah, man. It's like all the stuff with the Knicks, you kind of put it aside and he's like the most charming and charismatic, yeah. excited dude. His laugh is infectious. Nobody laughs at their jokes harder than that dude. And uh, yeah, it was fun talking talking uh, you know basketball with him the other night. We did like a three-hour YouTube show together. Wow. Solid, man. Yeah, man.
I try to just put all the Nick stuff aside with him. Though. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But let's uh, let's round this out with with the New York Knicks. Um, who's your favorite player of all time? Chris Childs. He punched Kobe in the face. Yes. Like <laughs> all, all NBA second interview team when they used to have those. <laughs> Chris second Child, interview team. Wow. Chris Childs with the two piece. Yes, you know, I, I love it. I remember when he got traded to Toronto, and I think like a week later, the Raptors played the Knicks, and he came back with boxes of cigars for everyone and champagne. And then that year in the playoffs, he gave him 25 in Game Four in Toronto. Uh, I went to Game Five Raptors Knicks mm -hmm. uh, in 2000. Right. 2001, I think it was with uh, this girl, Julie Mulligan, who was a year younger than me. And she said, if you go to the high school prom, I'll give you game five tickets. And being in college, going to the high school prom, it's like not a good look. Right. You know what I mean? It's like Jerry O'Connell and can't hardly wait. It's just like, you're not, it's kind of sad, but you know, you go to game five, Knicks Raptors, I'll you do gotta it. do it. And then of course they lost that game and then it took them another 12 years to win a playoff series. Right. Yeah, so, little so did you know. Chris Charles, so Chris Charles, Chris Charles favorite, favorite player right now on the team? Uh, favorite player right now on the team? Outside of maybe the unicorn. Outside of the unicorn. Um, I like Lance Thomas, man. That dude, talk about putting in work in the summer. Yeah. That dude is, is one of the hardest working guys in the NBA and is a good dude and I'm a big Lance Thomas fan. He, he's a great guy. Unfortunately, he's not getting any playing time this no, year either. No, so I, it's I, he got to get that jump shot a little. If he can hit that corner three a little bit more consistently, I think that helps space the floor. But This is something I wanted to mention earlier with Tim Hardaway. I kind of feel like the fact that Lee starts along with Tim Hardaway, it kind of hurts and hinders Tim Hardaway's play mm -hmm. because they're so used to playing the same position that Tim Hardaway can't get to his spots. And I find that Lee, watching the games, Lee is a lot of the time in Tim Hardaway's normal spot, yeah. which would be the corner, which would be in transition, pushing the ball, you know, because he loves those transition threes. We know that. Um, Lee just does very similar things on offense. Tim needs to play defense. That's simple. Yes, like, if he could just play defense, this wouldn't yeah. be a problem. Yo. You know, the four years would probably be worth it if he could just play a little bit of defense. What the Yo, this has me so excited to be back in New York. Really intense X's and O's on how <laughs> Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. fit together. No one in the NBA gives a shit about <laughs> Except for the Mad Good Nick no show, cares man. About this. It's amazing. I love it so much because oh, I don't man. get this anywhere else. I'm walking around Turner trying to have these conversations and no one indulges <laughs> me. This is fascinating. So go on. So you think that the, the two of them starting together oh, is a problem? Absolutely. I think. Courtney so Lee's only played small uh, shooting guard his entire career for the most right. part. Right. And same with Tim, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway as, as well. They, if you have two players on the court that are playing the same position, and technically Tim Hardaway's playing out of position, he doesn't know where to be. And that's why those comments came where he said, you know, the players are running around like they don't know what they're doing. Hey, you don't know what you're doing. Rightfully so. You're out yes, of position. But he's out of position, you know? So that's that says more to uh, Hornacek, and I think he needs to do a better Believe job it or not, I think Frank Nilakina will change that tremendously because he can actually guard point guards and yes. he can guard shooting guards. True. Tim Hardaway can't guard a nosebleed for his life. Okay, all it's, right. He's a bad defender, yes. But him defending small forwards along with Courtney Lee trying to defend small is not going to work. Courtney Lee got killed in the paint the other day. They also don't have the type of roster like a Golden State or an Oklahoma that can switch on defense, right? Very true. And so when they do switch, I mean, the Nets the other day are running screen and roll with Jefferson and Booker. And yep. you're switching? Like, mm -hmm. if you can't 
stay on your man and you get switched in these missions. It's not like they have Iguodala, Harrison Barnes, Clay Thompson, who are all 6'8 and can guard multiple exactly. positions, right? With the luxury of a rim protector, whether it's McGee, Durant, or back in the day, Bogan. Knicks have none of none, that. Yep. And that's how you play team defense. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're absolutely right. The two of them cannot coexist together. Lance, we're looking at you again, man. Up, I would man? love Lance to start. And because we did get to see kind of what you were saying with the switching, how Tatum and Brown killed us the other day. Exactly. Two 6'8 forwards that Courtney Lee at 6'4 cannot defend. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 6'5", 6'6", 200 pounds maybe soaking wet, cannot defend. And they killed us. So what's your starting lineup? You guys are coach. What's the oh, starting Frank, lineup? Frank's that point guard. Oh, That's the bottom Jack? line. Unfortunately, oh, yes. I don't know. Not just you know that, why? Because of the year it. that we're in. I think Frank should just be tossed in there. Fine. Give Jared Jack another week or two. It's not going to make a difference. Really, I promise really you. Settled the team I, down. He did, but I think he'd be great as coming off the bench, backing up Frank Nielakina. Okay. I think so Frank, Frank. Frank is Frank. He's a pro. He's been playing professional since he was 16 years old. Game. I get that, but ben, he you know he yeah, can handle was, that. This was the conversation around D'Angelo Russell in L.A. with Byron Scott, right? And the, and the end of Kobe era is like, who are you giving the keys to the car to? Are you going to empower this young kid to mm. go out there and start and make mistakes and not be nervous to make a mistake? He's going to get pulled. Or are you going to develop him and ease him into the situation? I, I, the, the one difference, D'Angelo Russell, he's a snitch, and Frank is a <laughs> to our To our knowledge right now. But oh, it, so you have Frank. I got Frank starting, and again, it's it's because of the defense, because okay. he can guard multiple positions. That's where it's all going to start. At shooting guard, unfortunately, we have to start Tim Hardaway Jr. because we gave him that contract. He has to start. Okay. If we're not concerned about money, I'm probably starting Courtney Lee. At the small forward, I'm going probably with Lance Thomas unless unless we really need a scoring punch. If we're going against a really high-scoring team, then I'll probably throw in Michael Beasley, our favorite that. player. I'll argue that because if Thomas is in there to defend, it frees up... Uh, Tim Hardaway to play his natural position mm -hmm. and I think he will have a chance to score He'll get out in transition. He doesn't have to worry about and he doesn't have to worry about about defense if Frank is on the other side of the guard Very true. So you have two defenders sandwiched in yeah between so Frank, Timmy, Lance Or Beasley right and then KP yeah and and I, I'm going with Billy. Uh, I have to go yeah. with Billy. Billy I think I, I think, think cancer that's the best lineup Cancer has been the best guy off the bench for OKC and I think he can continue to thrive in that role I think we're gonna get the same thing from him whether he starts or he comes off the bench I think just that kind of player the second unit is a lot more appealing here's here's the interesting part starting. though between who's gonna be coming off the bench in that center rotation. Are you gonna spend that money on Joe Keem and just sit him all season once he comes do we back? Have a choice? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. are we supposed to do? Or are you sitting KO? Getting like, back to the fashion of it all, I'm really looking forward to those Joe Kim Noah, like February, March, you know, day to night uh, outfits when he's sitting there. Oh, sticky God. icky. <laughs> nah, because he, he does a good job with like blazer t shirt combos, yep, t -shirt. which I'm trying to get better at, and interesting bracelets and necklaces and you know, is the hair going to be up? Is it going to be down? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You and me both. Also looking forward to seeing your Kylo Quinn Halloween costume come together. Uh, <laughs> How'd you know there, about bro. that, man? It's, it's getting How'd there, man. We might need to get in the gym a little bit, but we're, we're getting close. we got a few days, man. Oh, man. Kylo Quinn Halloween it costume. It is Halloween time. You got any plans for Halloween? Are you dressing up as no, anything man, cool? I was going to go as Hoodie Mellow like everybody else. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think so. We couldn't, we, we couldn't pull it together. Did, did they play Halloween night? 
It's Tuesday. Oh, no, they Tuesday. Play they play Sunday. They play Monday, today right? and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. so we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, Ben, it was an absolute pleasure just Cheers. shooting the shit with you as a Nick fan. Keep ben, up the good work. The, big fan of the show. Love, man, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Ben. Don't, Lines don't let Anthony Donahue talk you into playoff hopes for this show. Okay? <laughs> it's not happening, bro. It's not happening. I'm sorry. You heard it here first, Ben. Uh, we can check you out on Twitter, on the Instagram. It's all below here. In the meantime, we'll catch you next time you're in the city. Let's go Knicks. Porzingis forever. Peace. <laughs> Later, guys. Yo, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we had a great time with Ben. Special thanks, man. And a quick shout-out to Marianne. I hope you got a quick lesson in halal versus chopped cheese. Indeed. And for the rest of you guys as well, Knicks players, hope you learned something too because uh, native New Yorkers over here, we weren't too impressed with what you had to say. I'm, I'm excited, you know, the Knicks look all right so far. Um, you know, the Rockets game, which we aren't covering with this episode, that could be a tough one, but they still beat three very good teams in a row. I'm it's early, guys, but Far and I were talking, and uh, playoff seems like a viable option here. Uh, question of the day, I want you guys to comment. We'll be featuring on the next episode. Would you rather the Knicks fight for that eight seed or go along this tank route and get a top five? I know it's early, but what do you guys think? My opinion, 8 seed. I'm not going to tell you why until next episode. My opinion, build some consistency. Whatever happens, happens. Later, y'all. What's up, guys? This is your boy, TK, a.k.a. John Legend, as you guys know. I want to thank you guys for watching, and please make sure you do subscribe. And if you like what you saw from previous episodes, or if you just like our faces, make sure you hit that subscribe button below. But wait. Please hit that like, comment, and share as well. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.